Um, I was talking to one of your management uh-huh. team yesterday, and he said that there's never a set list. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. We just uh, kind of go out there and uh, let the crowd tell us what to do a little bit. It's kind of the better way. To, I've always thought it was a better way of doing it if you can, if you can, if you can do it. You know, some some acts can't do it because of the logistics of it or whatever. But um, I've always felt comfortable doing it that way. But you've got such a huge catalog of songs. There must be stuff that you haven't played in years. Yeah, um, we sort of try to, with the band, you know, we rehearse a lot of songs before we go out on tour. We try to, like, I don't know what it was, like 50, 60, or 70 songs, something like that. And then as the tour goes on, you know, we just try to learn new songs as we're traveling and try to find, I'll find some old thing that I've recorded and try to turn, turn it into something new. And we'll try to sound check and see if it works. And so we add, add new things as the tour keeps going. So we've got a lot more songs uh, now, you know, we've been touring for the whole year now, so... We have a lot more songs now than we did when we started. Is the show, though, the current show, is it career-spanning? Like, we're talking White Stripes right up to the, the current solo stuff? Yeah. Any of, any of my solo shows, I've, I've just I've always played any song that I've written. You know, anything I've written ever uh, is, is sort of fair game. You know? But when I'm, in the, when I'm in the band, like uh, the raconteurs, we would never play uh, White Stripes song or Dead Weather song. If I'm in the Dead Weather, I would never play a White Stripes song or raconteurs song. But it, it's just those are just the little rules I have for myself, so that it, you know I can compartmentalize everything. But me, when I go out and say and put Jack White on the billboard, it's just sort of anything I've ever been attached to is, is fair game. <laughs> has there ever been a has, has there ever been a, a time when you've called out a song to the band and then ten seconds you're in like uh, how does this one go again? Oh yeah, quite often we will start a song and it's just not working. You know, it's not uh, making sense, or the crowd's not responding to it, or it just doesn't feel right. So uh, I'll just—that's the beauty of it. I can just stop and change if it if it doesn't feel right. I stop and change direction and go to into another song. So that's that's nice. I started doing that in the White Stripes years ago. We didn't have a set list, and uh, I've, I've tried to do it as much as we can um, with with other things I've done. I've done I've done on the road over the years, and it's it's really fulfilling for me. Um, I just want to quickly talk to you about your approach to songwriting now and your methods because, you know, 20, 25 years ago, you didn't have as much on your plate as you do now. Has your approach to songwriting, has that changed at all? Oh, yeah, it changes. I think it changes every time I sit down and write a song. And it's definitely changed with how much, uh, how many albums I've produced for other artists and how many other artists I've written songs with and collaborated with over the years. So it's, uh, it's, it's nice. I, I, I haven't had too many moments where I feel like, oh man, I've written this song five times already in my life. I'm, you know, I've, I always feel like, oh, I'm, I'm in a new spot with this one. That feels nice. I think it's because, you know, I wasn't, I was self-taught. I wasn't trained by anybody else. So there's a lot of room to grow since I was a teenager to, to go to new areas. And I love music. So I, I, uh, I'm always pushing myself to go to some place I haven't been before. And, and maybe there are places that people don't really even notice that much. The, you know, maybe people who don't have a discerning ear might say, oh, that sounds exactly like this other thing you did. But, um, and that might be true. I, maybe I'm fooling myself. I, I don't know. But I do know that uh, in my brain, it at least feels like I'm, I'm always in new territory when I write a song. Do you, are you a songwriter, though, that schedules time to write songs and you sit down at a desk with a notepad? Or do they, do they just fall out of you? I try not to. I try to let it happen naturally. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes you'll have something in your head and you say, oh, wow, I better not forget that because I will forget that if I don't record this. So, uh, you know, you, you, you jot something down or you record something really quickly. 
that's a nice thing about having your own studio is you can kind of sort of say, ooh, 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 I just record this before I forget it kind of a thing if you have an engineer to work with. So that's been nice to have that. Um, but when I was younger, I think there was just so many songs that just kind of floated away because I, did, I didn't, you know, bother to record the little snippet I thought of, you know, something I dreamed about or something and just kind of let it float away. It makes, me, it makes you kind of upset when you think about all those songs that just flew away. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first lyric you ever wrote or the first line for a song you ever wrote? Oh, man, you know, I really don't. I really don't. When I was a child, I was mostly a drummer, so guitar and singing and things like that, that was sort of just like a side novelty thing to me, just to sitting around with my friends or brothers or whatever. Um, so I mostly cared about the drums. So I had so many little things when I was younger that I, I just don't really remember the first one. There was a lot of, you know, you don't write great things when you're young. You're just kind of stumbling and trying to put things together, so... But I remember doing that and liking it. Do you have one particular favorite instrument, though? It's the drums, yeah. It's, uh, it, everything it comes back to that for me. That's why I started. And when I play on stage, I'm playing to the drummer, with the drummer, no matter what the, the band is. Uh, dead whether I get to be the drummer. So that's, that's really nice. So, yeah. And the rhythms that I play on guitar, I think they all come from drumming. So... Um, that's, that would be my favorite instrument, yeah. There was quite a, a lot of chatter when you first announced that you wouldn't be allowing cell phones into shows on yeah. this particular tour. And I have to say, all the stuff I've read, it's been actually quite positive. Yeah, I thought people were going to hate it, but uh, people really love it. I mean, I've, I've, it's almost like 100% positivity. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I think that people really... They're just realizing that, you know, they already have these experiences when they go to the movies and when they go to church or whatever it is. There's a lot of activities and things that people do where they do, you know, put their phones away and, and, and engage in, in something, an art form, whatever it is. So it's, it's nice that I think just that that hasn't been done in rock and roll yet. It hasn't been done in a lot of other areas like films and, and whatever. But uh, so it's nice to see how much people love it and uh, I, I just want more and more people to pick up on it because I think it changes the whole concert dynamic Every, everybody's involved in, in a better way and it's, it's just great I kind of feel like people were maybe waiting for somebody to say hey put that thing away I think so too yeah I think everybody kind of enjoys it I think more, it's everyone I know who, who, uh, whose cell phone like turns off or they don't have service when they go camping or something they're just so happy that they don't <laughs> Someone else took it out of their hands for a couple of days or whatever, or a couple hours. From the artist's point of view, though, how does that feel when you're standing on a stage and you're trying to connect with the... How does that feel when you look out there and you see people staring at screens? What comes over you? It just seems like uh, disconnected. You know, you're not... Uh, everyone's in their own little world. It's like going... If you ever have a meeting with, you know, 10 people in a room and, and people are on their cell phones... You just realize it's kind of as weird as standing there reading a book while you're talking to somebody. You know, it's 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 just a little bit like you're, you gotta you gotta concentrate on one thing at a time, and it's and it comes off sort of as rude. You know, I mean, obviously, like you know, Broadway they don't allow that at Broadway shows. You know, people get kicked out for for taking out a cell phone and stuff like that. But but I think it was just a, in rock and roll. There's just kind of no rules usually, so. This was just kind of strange to have a rule. Like it was just, it was more of an experiment from my point of view. It was sort of let's see if how people react. Maybe they'll get something cool out of this. And and I think people really have 
which is really surprising to me. I love it. Well, on behalf of my social circle and myself, thank you for doing that. I'm looking forward to a night out where I don't have to stare at everybody's phone. Nice, yeah. Um, there have been artists in the past that have started record labels, but uh, with Third Man, you've taken that to the next level in that you're not only an artist, you run the label, there's the studio, the retail operation, the online operation. Uh, I feel like you're way more involved in the industry than your peers are. Would that be a, uh, would that be correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're trying to insinuate that I'm the hardest working man show business, yes, you're right. You're correct. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to make you laugh, but the uh, no, uh, yeah. I mean, having the I think having the pressing plant was sort of the, the the last stone in the pyramid for me to think like, holy moly, man, we really have a humongous operation here at Third Man Records. We can do everything from, we now have a photo developing lab. We can, we yeah. can take the photographs in our photo studio. We can, we can develop them in the, in the dark room. We can do the artwork there in the, in the uh, department. We can uh, film the video uh, in, in that room and a commercial for it, for internet. We can, we can press the records ourselves, master them, cut them in, in Third Man Mastering Lab. So it's amazing. We can basically do almost every single thing to do with music and a record, other than actually the cardboard sleeves. Yeah. Uh, there's not very much that we don't do anymore. So uh, that's, that's an amazing thing to have. A lot of the major labels don't have their own pressing plants. Um, actually, most of them don't. So um, that's, that's an amazing thing to have. You're such a creative person, musically, artistically. Do you enjoy the numbers and the, the budget meeting part of running a business? No, 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 not at all. I, I have no business... Being part of all that, I I, uh, I have no desire for money and no no understanding of of money as a real tangible thing. I just I just I don't care enough about it. And that goes back to when I was an upholsterer. I, I didn't understand the the money part. I, I only said I wanted to be an artist, and I only felt compelled to do art and create things. So the money part was just sort of just boring to me, and it kind of still is. It's sort of uh, we're trying to make beautiful things exist and make these things for other people. You know, the plant is basically. So other people can press their records, uh, but but I get to do it too, which is nice. So um, we all get to do it. It's just creating things for other people. So that that's kind of the most important part. How often, when you're just hanging around the house on I don't know, like a Tuesday night, would you just pick up a guitar and start noodling? And the reason I ask is that I'm always curious uh-huh. about people that have your level of success. Is that still like can you still just get joy out of playing a guitar while you're sitting on a couch? Yeah, I, I, you can, I, I, of course, but, the, but you, uh, you know, I, I, for myself, I've always tried to be careful about falling down different paths, you know, which is sort of like getting really, really obsessed with technique or really, really obsessed with history or really obsessed with, uh, you know, different kinds of chords and strange ways to play chords. I try to keep it very simple in my head and, and not get too, uh, you know, or, or about the equipment or what style, kind of guitar and why it's such a great thing to have a certain Les Paul or Stratocaster or whatever. You know, you just kind of be careful of those traps you can fall into because you can be so, become sort of like a, a record-collecting nerd or something or, or a guy who likes to fix amplifiers or, or fix recording equipment if you go down these certain paths. But all those are great things to do, uh, except if you want to be an artist and write, you, you have to keep kind of one foot always out of the zone so you don't you don't get taken away from being creative, you know. 